So the big question is this. How do the best recruiters and recruitment business owners ride the highs and lows of recruitment whilst ensuring they remain at the top? How do they stay consistent? How do they manage their time? How do they cultivate the correct mindset? And what are the best recruiters and recruitment businesses doing differently? These are the questions that all recruiters want to know the answers to. This is the podcast where I have real and honest conversations with some of the most talented recruitment professionals globally to uncover all their secrets. My name is Hisham Azuz. Welcome to the Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast. This podcast is sponsored and supported by my good friends at Hunted. Last year, Hunted helped over 300,000 recruiters all across the world. They're dedicated to improving not just the industry, but your place within it. If you want to be a better recruiter, have more resilience, see greater success in your recruitment career, or simply change jobs or country, then you need to check out hunted.com. I'd love you to check it out and let me know what you think. Welcome to the Recruitment Rollercoaster podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz, and today I'm joined by Tom Coquill, who is one of the founders of Logical Resources FMCG, who are a specialist FMCG recruitment business. Good afternoon. Based in Leeds. Mighty Leeds. To uh, set the scene, we're in... It's a unique office. Very, yeah, it's, it's like, I call it the time machine because it's like time going machine, back to the yeah. 1970s. Yeah. For those that, that can't see, we're in a room where in front of us we've got a sort of some sort of graffiti, which is, is that foot, the Leeds Football Ground? Yeah, so it's basically Leeds. So you've got our office on there with a the little window. That's our Oh, window. okay, I didn't see that. And then that. You've, got, you've got Ellen Road, you've got the, uh, the arena, the town hall. Yeah. And uh, some of the other other major buildings. One of the guys in the office is like just does graffiti. No, I can't, I can't, time, can't so. see uh, the prison on there, mate. No, we, we left the prison home. Surprisingly, <laughs> Did, didn't quite think it fit with the uh, with what we were, what we were um, going for. But then and then yeah, so we're in a, we're in a cool quirky room. Yeah, we've got a really cool office, cool building. First time in Leeds. Welcome. And uh, for those that may may or may not have listened or know, but me and Tom and Tom's business partner Sam sat down, which seems like an absolute lifetime ago back when I was uh, obviously Hoxo Media and we was in the studio there it was a very 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 hot day oh you we never, recorded that video didn't yeah, we I'll oh never my god that. Yeah, we were sweating so um, Tom and Sam came down to record some video content and um, yeah it just happened to be like just a, a crazy hot day and there was f- fans had to be used you had to be hydrated we, towel. we were toweling down in between oh shots. my god it's crazy um, so yeah so I think Obviously, we've sat down before, uh, Tom, so people may have some context, but I guess, why don't we just start by, why don't you just share with everyone sort of where, where you're at now as a business, what you specialize in, um, just make that crystal clear, and then we'll just sort of break down and talk about sort of the journey up until now. Cool. So we recruit um, within consumer. So I always say, if you go into Asda, anything you can buy on the shelves in Asda, we recruit for the companies that make and supply those products, yeah. basically. So the big names are Mars, Unilever, Coca-Cola, Pepsi. I'm not saying we recruit for all of those, yeah. but those are the sort of your big brands, um, right through to Green Core and Cranswick, who make all the sandwiches you might buy at the food to go counter. Yeah. Um, we predominantly, well, we grew up recruiting their national account managers and marketing people. Mm. However, in the last two years, we've expanded that. So we look after supply chain, we can do technical 
sort of new product development. We can do engineering and operations and production. Um, and we also are looking at going into heavily going into e-commerce. That's I think that's going to be the next big step for us. Yeah, for so companies that, that operate because purely retail is obviously having a big. There's a big. It's just the next logical step, really. I yeah. think it's just it's it's where obviously where everybody's attention is is there's a lot of jobs in it. it it fits nicely because so the, all these e-commerce companies are still selling consumer products. It's just another route to market. Mm. So we need to get we're learning about it at the moment and trying to understand where we could fit in and what what we could provide for these companies that you know the big boys aren't doing because that tends to be our strategies. So started the business with Sam. Yep. Obviously, who you met in your recruitment days, right? Yes. Yeah, so Sam used to work for me. He, he hates me saying that. Is he? Yeah. So I was his boss. Oh yeah. Could, I yeah, say he, boss. He did though. what everyone wanted. He <laughs> made more money than everybody else. <laughs> he, just, he just kind of flounced about doing whatever he wanted. Um, so started the business with Sam. What's that? How many years ago now? Uh, five years last week. Five years last week. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know it's crazy, isn't it? Five years. And obviously, where you, so where you are now as a business in terms of how, how many people do you have now in the business? Uh, Twenty five mm. um, full time, um, and then we we use people. Mm. on an ad hoc basis the one that we need basically yeah, yeah. we need them but yeah so it's 25 split up we've, we've just hired a, an ops manager I think that's like our that was a sort of realising we were like a, a grown up business now <laughs> that we actually yeah that we can't do it Is all it, ourselves it, you hear a lot from people where especially when you start with another person knowing each other's strengths like are you someone who's good at the operations or is it more Sam? Um, or, uh, I would either, say either you know, like, of us are good at really? it, but it all got put on my shoulders. <laughs> really? And I'm like, literally the world's worst administrator, so I'm not very organised. Um, so when did you hire that person? About two months ago. How has so, it been since? Brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. yeah. He's just everything. We'll get, he, he's, his goal is to move into sort of, a, sort of a finance and operations leadership position in the company. So... Um, he's got lots of ops experience within recruitment, so he knows yeah. he knows how to run a recruitment company from the internal aspects. Um, but for his development, we're going to put him through all his accountancy um, oh, awesome. exams, and we're going to we're going to support him on that. Um, we've known him for a long time. He's a good mate of of our head of marketing. So oh, awesome. so for me, it was about bringing somebody in who can who can grow with the business. Um, yeah, and I'd rather somebody who. Not bringing some, you know, super expensive finance director in, which we don't really need, but I want somebody who can really understand the financial side of the business, because again, I'm not an accountant, neither is Sam. We're recruiters. You know, yeah, that's, yeah, that, yeah. that's what we're good at. Um, mm. So what, what, what we're trying to do is just outsource all the jobs all that the jobs, we've yeah. been doing that we're not necessarily slowly, very good at. Yeah. yeah. So we can continue recruiting. Mm. You know. So timeline. All things just happened. <clears> so I think, when, so when we last sat down, which was like 18 months ago, I mean, two years ago, where was you at headcount-wise? I think like, we were at four people. I think four it was people. me, Sam, Aidan, Farad, and maybe Connor. Yeah. I'm not sure if Connor was with us then. So that, uh, that's like some significant... But we came to see you because we wanted to hire people, and you yeah. were filming our hiring video. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah, so it was really early days from so that that's point. that's what I mean. So, like, there's been some significant growth... Yeah. ...over the last two and a bit years. Yeah. And, and how, just quickly, just for everyone, because, like, I don't always like... Because I think it's come up quite a lot where... Obviously, in just today's world, headcount can easily be the thing that you talk about. That doesn't necessarily mean your business is more profitable or anything, right? So, um, like, let's get to it. Was you more, like, obviously, four or five people, profit's taken a hit, right? Profit per head was higher. Obviously, we make more money now. Yeah. But the percentage is mm. lower. But, you know, we, we, haven't got, we haven't got investors. We've got, mm. you know, me and some of the owner shareholders. 
for us, it's you know we earn a nice living now. We, yeah. you know, I've got enough money, and mm. it's not about that for me anymore. It's, it's, and it, to be honest, it never has been. I'm, I'm not, I'm not massively money motivated. But past the point, I need enough to live off, and I like yeah. some nice things. I like decent holidays. Mm. But to me, it's, it's about growing it. So this year versus last year is probably the biggest difference. So we made a lot of money last year, mm. and instead of taking it all, we thought right, we're going to put it, it all back in. Bit. We're going to hire hire a lot of people. So I think, you know, sort of. Some, from April onwards, I think we've added probably like seven people, mm. um, and they're all bedding in. And some of them aren't built. Some of them aren't fee earners. So quite, there's three people who, that we've hired this year who don't earn fees. You know, they're they're, they're, they're administrators, they're marketing. Mm. So that, you know, they're always going to be a cost. Mm. And the other people we've hired, it takes time. So you know, they're doing okay, but mm. you've got to give them time to bed in. So our profit has gone down this year mm. as a percentage. But again, we're making more money. Mm. Because all the guys we hired the year before are now at that place where they're actually hitting target, mm. rather because they've had their year to, to bed in, learn the job, yeah. build their customer base, network, and everything else. So they're now making money, and I think that's how it's always going to be. So um, why, why did you why did you decide why didn't you did, why didn't you and Sanders decide to keep it a small business and keep yeah it? we always we always thought that's what it'd be because we, we just didn't know what we were capable of and what we really wanted. We both what Sam wanted to set up a business up because he's super ambitious um, and he's he's not very good at taking orders you know he's his own man um and he's you know he just wanted to to get on with it and thought he could do it better than everybody else on his own and, and he can so yeah. it's a fair play to him mine was completely different mine was more of a work-life balance thing yeah my wife got pregnant they wouldn't give me any flexibility at work so i just resigned so yeah. um and thought you know my only option is is to work for myself plus i'm not a great employee Really? So I, I tend to just do again whatever I like. So I was, I was always destined, I think, to yeah, become yeah, yeah. my own boss because I'm because I'm just not very good at doing mm. as I'm told. But why, why didn't why? So when when you when you had a really good year last year, why didn't why didn't you and Sam go out buy the nice cars? Heard you bought a nice house. I have just bought a house, but again, my wife's quite successful, so it's not like me <laughs> flushing cash. My wife's a very but, very, but like, very what, successful business. Why, why where why did you pull it back into the business? Um. Because we, after year two, we kind of made that decision that yeah, let's grow this. We were actually really? quite after good at year this. Two you did. Yeah, we were like, we're actually all right at this. Um, mm. We can do this. You know, we've got we've got the capability, and we're really enjoying it. Um, yeah. And we're going to build, but we're not going to just do the old typical recruitment thing of hire ten people, hope to work out. Yeah. We take our time. We're going to you know invest in our staff. We're going to try build a decent business. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be the biggest. It doesn't have to be the most profitable. Just a decent, solid business that delivers for its customers and creates opportunities for its employees. So that is basically our mission. Those are those two principles: deliver for our customers and create opportunities for our employees. That that that's what drives this company. Mm. Those those two things. Everything else, you do those two things, everything takes care of itself. Did and you know that at the beginning? No, because at the beginning I was just like, how can I make an income to yeah, cover my, yeah. my personal costs? Because whenever some people, I speak to people about um, a bit further down the line in them in terms of having a recruitment business or thinking about starting there, obviously it's like, how, how much of a plan do I need? And something that came out of a conversation recently was, yeah, plan's great, but that can change. I think the most important thing is purpose and like knowing what that is. It's a great, I love it, I like that a lot. No, perfect, well, I, no, we, we don't plan. We, yeah. we, 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 we're doing it now. We don't plan. Because <laughs> no, we're, we're now at the point where we can't carry everybody. Yeah, um, and when and you say carry, you mean in terms of you and Sam being the, yeah, so, the biggest fee owners? Yeah, so we can't cover everybody's billings anymore and, and grow the business that way, so, and to be fair, we, you know, we've got a good solid core of, of 
consistent billers now. Yeah. Uh, and we're adding to that and we're training those people up and bringing yourself in to, to help yeah. train our future leaders, our management team that are hopefully going to build their own teams under them. So we can't, so we've got to get a bit more, a bit more strategic, a bit more grown up, a bit more sort of commercial about how we run the business to make sure that we don't like fuck it up basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and we've you know we've got people relying yeah, on. Yeah, I had um when I sat down with a guy, um chap called Tim, he he scaled his business over I think a four year period from him working from home to yeah, now sort of 20, 30 people and he said a big part of that is is you got to implement processes when before yeah. you didn't have processes. I'm quite process driven, so that's never been a problem for really? me. I like them. Yeah, I like a process. I like to understand how something works. Yeah. So I, I do like that. Sam's a bit more play it by just ear. make it happen. Yeah, he's he's awesome at just making it happen. So, so 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 the the bringing in Jack to to, to run our operations has been really good because I mean the guy is literally like the most organised man yeah. in the world. Uh, he's got loads of good ideas. Uh, and he's a good communicator, so he's getting he's implementing a lot of processes. So he's taking a lot of work off my desk. Mm. So all the finance, all the accounts, all the billing, you know, credit control, mm. you know, just even things like kitchen rotors, everything, you know, yeah, just all yeah. the small stuff that just takes up your time. So he's taking all that away, so I can focus on managing how my little how team. How difficult was that to let go of those things? Oh, it's not a problem at all. Really? <laughs> no, no, not a problem at but all. Was I'm, there, quite, was I'm, I'm quite happy to delegate. Was there a challenge? Was there a challenge in like actually understanding what to delegate or not? No, because I'm quite simple. I, I want to be a recruiter. Yeah. So I appreciate you know you've got the, the director title of running yeah. the company, and you know I, I spend a lot of time on that. And as we get bigger, I'll I know that will take up more time. Yeah. But Sam's really good at that piece. Yeah. So I like recruiting. I, I like filling jobs. I like bringing, I like developing customers and bringing them in and and growing that that the business that we do with them. So that's what I, that's what I love to do. So I, yeah. the more I can do that, create a time for me to do that. Um, that that's yeah, you know yeah, it's going to yeah. make me happy. As we get bigger, I appreciate that's I'm going to have to do less and less of that. Yeah, um, and run the company, um, which again is a challenge because I think I'll just always just do business development. Really? I love you just, what you just want to sell. Yeah, I love being out. I like selling. I like getting to know people. Yeah. I'm fascinated by how all these companies work, yeah. what's good about them, what they need to improve. I love going on a factory visit, <laughs> seeing how a production line works. I just love it all. You know, it's, it's what I've done for, I've only ever done recruitment. It's what I've done for 15 years now, and I'm, I'm really, I am passionate about it. But there's going to become a time where I probably don't do any recruitment mm. anymore, but I'm, I'm clinging on. Do you, when, if, if I'm listening right now and I'm thinking, you know what? sort of delegating all those sort of things that Tom listed there that sounds like a really good idea but like when do you when would be I don't know do you wish you did the, made that hire earlier no it's when you it's for me it's because it's, that's a cost center now it's, there's no profit yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean you save us money Jack's already saved us a couple of money quite a bit of money on certain things but it's, like when should you it's, make it's, I, I call them I've always said there's certain jobs that are core hires and then you've got luxury hires okay and Jack's my our first luxury hire <laughs> So no, because every, everybody else is like, you can't run the business without them. Yeah. But then for me, there's hires that you can run the business without them. But if you hire them, they're going to make the business better. And I think you've got to get to a certain point. What's that point? What, what was the point that well, you got just, to? It's a profit level for me. It's, it's really? how much, you know, can we afford to pay his salaries, you know? And, yeah. and, you know, can we give him an opportunity to develop in the business? So if I'm just bringing him in on what he's on and it's, right, you're going to be doing the exact same job for the next 10 years. He's not going to stay very long, is he? I've got to create an opportunity for him. So hence the the whole getting him to the board with the finance. So that's his plan, Mm. hopefully. And that's, you know, that's what he's working towards. And it's the same with everybody. 
I don't hire anybody unless I can, you know, just give them a, a progression plan. It's like, you do this, this and this, everybody else achieves what they need to achieve, we can create these opportunities for you and that's, that's how we do it. And that's, mm. I, that, I like that, I mm. really enjoy doing that. No, I just, I just think that's interesting because I think especially as you're going through that journey of four or five heads, 10 heads, more. It's difficult now. I feel like, I feel like that as someone dedicated to those types of tasks and responsibilities will enable the people listening to spend more time on what they need to. Yeah, I'd say it was it was quite easy up to fifteen. Was it? We, did, we, did, we didn't struggle. It was it was all natural. We'd had people what was in, easy though? Just just running the company, running and the growing business. the business, and we're, we're really lucky that what five years in, I think we've had five people leave in the whole time we've we've, we've been working. One one's gone to another recruiter. The rest have just left recruitment because it just wasn't for them for yeah. whatever reason. So naught to fifteen was was well two to fifteen was was fairly straightforward. I can say if somebody had a bad month. The, the core billers had enough money to, to, to cover them, you know, yeah, making yeah. enough money to cover any, any, any sort of people who had poor starts or, you know, took them a bit longer to get up to speed. Um, now, sort of 15 to 25, we're now at the point where it's, it's a lot more difficult. There's a lot more time consuming. There's a lot more work you have to do outside of just filling jobs. Yeah. Um, there's a lot more, there's a lot more cost implications, you know, our, Costs, our costs have, got, have gone up massively. Yeah. So those are things you've got to consider, and it's just growing pains. You've just got to, you know, you've got to put it on growing pains. And you've just got to push forward, basically. Mm. Um, and how how do you how do you ensure you back to the point now of having some really good people around you and stuff, like the, your employees? How um, how important is it for for you to communicate what's going on and why you're getting more people in and these types of things? How have you gone about that? Yeah. So we we. We're quite transparent with everything, really. really? Yeah, I mean, most I can sense the, that being in the office. Yeah, most of the people are a mate of a mate who okay. work for us. So, every, apart from I think three, everybody's come through internal referral mm. uh, that we've hired. So that helps. Why does that help? Well, because everybody kind of feels like they know each other. Yeah, yeah. So that that really helps. We, and because we've all been together so long, and not many people leave, we're quite tight knit. So mm. there's a lot of trust there. Yeah. We do, we, 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 so, but in terms of the sort of things that we do, we have a, we have a monthly, one, a monthly town hall mm. and I hate the same town hall, but it's just, a, it's actually a really good way of describing what it is, where basically Samurai will present the month figures, what yeah. we've done, highlights, employee of the month. We have a values award every month for who's like, just, you know, like be more like them. Basically yeah, yeah, the award yeah. is like, they're, they're, they're just smashing <laughs> the values out of the park. Um, and all that sort of good stuff. And then basically me and Sam leave. Um, and they do a town hall, which one of the, the, the future leaders will, will run. And they basically have a range of topics every month that they'll discuss as a team wow. um, and feed. And then the, the management, the leaders, future leaders will feed that back to us. And then it's up to us to implement the changes that they're suggesting. If, you know, and it's, it's advisory, you know, we're not, we're not, we can't do everything. But yeah. we leave simply because... You know, as much as we like think we get on with everybody, we, yeah, there is still that hierarchy there, isn't there? And people yeah. aren't going to be as honest as they could be if yeah. we're sat in the room, like, BDI-ing them. So, yeah, yeah so we leave, go have a pint somewhere or something, and, yeah. What are some of the things that have come off the back of that, then, that have been interesting or been really impactful? So, yeah, so there's, there's, there's quite a few things that we've changed. So we, we were doing a lot of incentives, a yeah. lot of, like, small incentives, and then one big one. So we, ch we changed that because... The small incentives weren't really enough to motivate people. Nobody really like cared Amazon about them. And that. Yeah, it was just a lot of it. It was cash. <laughs> you know, here's some cash. 
Um, so we've split that now. So, we, so this year we've done two in two big incentives, basically. Yeah. Uh, one was skiing, which we're going next week, and the other one is like a summer trip somewhere. But we we always let the team decide where that where we're going. So last year we went to Ibiza, which was my Obviously. first time. Yeah. So 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 typical. Never been to Ibiza before. It, it was an eye. It was opener. good. Yeah. It was an eye opener. Yeah. It was good fun. Yeah. yeah I did. I did. I did two days and then flew out flew home really <laughs> and the rest day for three because <laughs> so, yeah i'm too old for that uh <laughs> I but yeah so that that was good i don't know what we'll do this year um so what so what 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 might, what where did that come from did people say that they don't think the incentives were that great or yeah basically just that we had too many yeah a lot of the time it was all a bit jumbled up yeah you know there was there wasn't a process or consistency to the incentives a lot of them were just ad hoc yeah yeah so we're trying to get we're currently doing it now, and, and to be honest, tomorrow's town hall is the big one. Is about next year's incentives because oh, our, nice. our year finishes in two months. Yeah, so it's about next year's incentives and planning for that. Another thing was about sort of personal development plans. Um, okay. So the feedback was that we weren't focusing on that enough on individual. We're, we're really focused on team. I think we're really yeah, good at collective movement and and collective development rather than individuals. So we need yeah. we, we And that came to, off the back of a town hall. Yeah, basically just a feedback forum. Yeah, just just speaking to the team and understanding more about what they need as individuals. So yeah, so that that's more so we're, again we're planning that now. Awesome. Um, some of the topics in tomorrow is the things like dress code, because we don't have one. <laughs> um, and it's been abused. Really? Literally people turning up in dressing gowns and slippers. So yeah, oh, so wow. yeah. So there's there's a limit I think and I just think it's about bringing your best self to work. And I yeah, I don't, you, I don't. If you're rolling out of bed, it yeah. basically, you know, joggers and coming to work. Yeah. It's, I just don't think you're in the right frame. Yeah, but no, I don't, I what I don't want to do is impose my yeah the way I. Think. So it's just you just it's just like something you recognise and you're just bringing it up. Yeah, but I'll let them decide. Yeah, I'm that's, not, that's I'm not interesting. That's an interesting part, right? Yeah, I just happen to 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 to, to set the company up. So what? what I, don't, I don't. I'm not. I don't. It's you know we're a team, so it's got to be. How, and how long how long have you been doing these sort of town halls? Since Christmas, so oh really? So, so well, last just before last just before Christmas. So it's 2018 Christmas. Uh, no, no. So it's literally last year. So last December. Oh wow! We've always done the month end, and we've always had a bit of feedback, but, but it hasn't I've been formalised it now, and I've removed me and Sam. And you come that that was from a was that a learning then? Yeah, I just think we just weren't getting the feedback. I don't think I just didn't think we were getting honest feedback. <laughs> I think people have been too PC and worrying a bit too much. You know, if I say like, this, yeah, like I might be hurt, judged. Don't hurt your feelings. Yeah, so, so yeah, so it's all, it's all, they know that, you know, when, so Ben's running it this month, when Ben comes to us with the feedback, it's not like, who said that? Yeah. There'll be none of that. It'll just be like, right, so this is what, you know, generally they'll vote on things and, you know, I'm allowing them to do it because mm. I just think it's, like I say, we're a, t we're a team. So you've got to move to forward as yeah, a team. And then it, my job as the leader is just to implement the change. It can, it can drive more impact, though, if and things can change if it's coming from them, right? And they're so, driving it. And it's not that, that whole adage, you know, happy. people are so much more likely to do things if they think it's their idea. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, let, let them come up with the ideas. And, you know, if, if we think that, if we think they'll really work and we, we can make them work and we can afford yeah. to make them work if there's a, 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 you know, a cost behind yeah. them, you know, they're much more likely to, to really take hold of it if it's their idea. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah. that's that's the thing. Was it hard to do that at the beginning though or that just came quite naturally to like, was you quite comfortable with just letting yeah, these people talk? I'm not a control freak in any way. They're, really? I'm, I'm good at delegating so the less decisions I have to make, yeah, yeah. the better for me, <laughs> basically. <laughs> so, so if I'm listening right now and I'm like, right, this sounds like a good idea. I'm a, I'm a smaller business. 
like right now it's probably yeah like you said a bit jumbled maybe even the monthly meetings are a bit jumbled and stuff like that what what would you suggest would be a really it's just from over the last couple of months and stuff that you've recognized well, like, there's a lot of things that like i'm not a good presenter i'm not very good at presenting i'm great at talking but you yeah. give me a structure and, you, and I have to screen, I have to look at and talk about. I'm yeah. just, I'm just no good at it. Yeah. So I don't do the, I don't do the presentations. Sam does the presentations. Okay. For, so for no, stuff like, no, if you're actually decent at presentations, yeah. communicating. And at the end of the day, you hired all your staff, right? Yeah. So if if you don't rate them enough to to help you make decisions, you shouldn't have hired them in the first place. Yeah. You know, you should, why are you hiring these people if you don't rate them? If, yeah. you, if you're not gonna, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, so yeah. hire people that you, you trust to give you advice um, and, to, and to, to have an impact yeah. in your business other than just the, the small little narrow job you've hired them to do. Don't hire them for, for, the, for the business, especially in small businesses. We're all literally sat in a room staring at each other all day. You know, we, yeah. It's not like you know, I'm on a top floor and I don't see yeah. anybody. We, you know, we're all really close. Everybody's that, got the same experience here. Yeah. So know if you're a good presenter. Yeah, and just like know what you're good at, and just and be honest, and just be humble about what you what you what you crap at, basically. And then my list is very long. Really? So I'm not a great man manager. I'm not a great direct man manager. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not into the detail at all. So I, you know, bring people in to do that for me. Yeah. yeah. So I guess, so I guess if you're not if you're not having some sort of monthly communication with your business, if you're a smaller business, I think definitely start doing. Oh, that. if yeah, I mean, any I think you could business. even you could even apply that to your team within the business, right? Yeah. I mean, if you if even if you're working for a Hayes or a Michael yeah. Page, and you know, you, I'm sure they'll have office yeah. monthly meetings. But yeah, if you're if you're leading, managing a team of four people or you know whatever size it yeah. might be. How are you going to, you know, those, you need to feed back to them every month how they're doing and they need to be able to feed back to you how you're doing. Yeah, yeah. And the, there's no better way to do that than either, you know, you go for lunch once a month or you yeah. sit around a screen and you do a presentation. Yeah, I'm just trying to think the business I was in when we was around the sort of 12 people mark. Like, again, it, yeah, it wasn't, there wasn't much structure. Not that we needed like the perfect structure, but I think it would have been really good to sort of have a monthly sort of barometer of like, guys we did this great this month or maybe we should think about this or whatever because i think that's a great thing about working in a smaller business i think that if i worked in your business i have direct access to you so if i was really passionate i had a really strong opinion about feedback around certain something then that's a, i have the possibility to change that yeah totally and i think that's a great that's such a valuable thing to have 100 and a lot more people need to maximize that and yeah. communicate that especially in small businesses that's what i mean you know check your ego mate if you think you're sort of some sort of ceo when you've got 10 staff you know <laughs> do you know what I mean it's like it looks good on LinkedIn though doesn't more it? of a you know, yeah CEO. CEOs and all this sort of stuff I mean mine's founder and it's like I still, <laughs> I still like oh, it's really, no, it's it really makes weird. me cringe it's but no, it's really like, I'm quite proud of found, found, founding a company you know if you if yeah. you speak to anybody who knew me before I set this business up I am literally like the last guy that they would have thought you know, I'm not that guy I'm not I shouldn't be doing this job by all accounts mm. do you know what I mean I, sh I shouldn't I should have failed you know, I'm not, I'm not the, the person on the top of anybody's list to, to, to have done this. And I couldn't have done it without Sam, you know, and Sam couldn't have, hopefully I'd like to think he couldn't have done it without <laughs> me. I do think there's a compliment there. Mm. But, we, you know, we've got to where we are. We're by no way, we've not made it by any, by any means. We're literally step one of the ladder. Mm. But, you know, I think we're going in the right direction. But, yeah, just, I think the problem with a lot of it, and especially in this, ego, in this industry, is ego. There's just so many big egos, and I've worked with so many big egos. And it's almost like, the title matters to them more than anything. That mm. They've got this great title and they've got 10 staff and it's mm. like, yeah. But it's like they don't, look, they don't see the responsibility they've got. Mm. So that's what I, that's my biggest pressure. That's what I worry about at night is like, I've got to pay wages at the end of the month. 
Do you know what I mean? That's, you know, that's, that's the worry. I've got to pay everybody's wages. I've got to, you know, pay these bills. And, you know, that's what you worry about on an evening. It's, it goes from, I really hope that guy takes that job that you had when you were a consultant. I've still got that because I still fill yeah. a lot of jobs. But now how, I've got... How, how, have you got how, have you dealt, how have you got better at dealing with that? I don't know. I had my best ever year last year. Really? Yeah, my biggest ever Good billing year, performance. Oh, it was, it's, it's still nothing impressive. On, it's like mate. 195. Okay. So, yeah, so I've, I've never broke 200. Um, really? It was, yeah, it was like, for me, that's, that's legit. That's like yeah. awesome. I've never been a massive biller. Um, I give away a lot. Really? So, yeah, I'm good at getting the client on. Yeah. I'm good at opening the door. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm a little bit, because I'm a bit haphazard. <laughs> um, I'm not great at the, the whole process, even though I, I, I've written the process. But, yeah, no. Yeah, so but I've you never been. What parts you're good at? Yeah, so, I, yeah, so now, so I, I don't do a huge amount of resourcing anymore. Mm. So, I've. I've Teams of people I, I posted on LinkedIn today about Sarah helping us with these this new client. We filled three jobs, yeah. competitive brief, and she's just smashed it out of the park mm. with it and filled all three jobs. So, how, how have you got better at dealing with the fact that you're now paying more wages? Then how, how have you dealt with that? Because that's obviously going to that that may prevent people from wanting to grow their business. Like, how you just, have you got you've just got to make sure you've got to be you've got to you just got to be on it. You've just got to make sure that you you're always you're just on top of those things. And again, hiring people who are good at that. So Jack, again, coming in and helping us with the credit control. Mm. So we're making sure that, you know, the money we're owed is getting paid in, you know, that invoices have been sent on time, all that just, it's, it's that consistency of administration of the business, basically. That's, that's how you deal with that. Because, mm. you know, if, you, if, you're, if you're going a week before payday and you aren't billed enough to pay those wages, then you need to start really worrying about whether you're, you're running your business properly. Mm. Our problem has never never been that. It's only ever been the fact that the, our credit control is out of control. Like we're just getting invoices. Yeah, just getting paid. I'd, I'd, if anybody asked me before I set up, what do you think will be the toughest part of being owning a business? I'd have thought it'd be like getting a you know company to... To convince, you know, sales directors of big companies to use like an unknown, untested company. But it's 100% getting paid is the hardest thing, getting companies to pay you. The, thing, the, the, the big th companies are the worst. They want like 90-day payment. The thing terms. is, as, a, as, an em as an employee, you don't realise that. You don't, know, and, and it's educating them. But again, we're quite open with it. So really? everybody, so, so Jack, Jack oversees it all, but everybody has to chase their own debt. Really? Yeah, 100%. That's your customer. Why wouldn't you? That's really interesting. Yeah, they, they, owe, done they owe you money. Have you always done that? Yeah, I've always chased my own debt. Why would I let somebody else do it? They might bring them up and be really arsy with them and like ruin my relationship. Yeah. So I can manage that. So if I, if I had a, a client owes me 10 grand, I'm, you know, I'm going to bring them like, you need to pay me. You know, I've delivered for you. I've done what you asked me to do. It's, now it's time to pay. Will you get your consultants pay. to do that? Yeah, 100%. That's their money. <laughs> do you want paying your commission? Are you not, are you not paying commission if they haven't got their... Are we, our commission structure, you, you, you paid once the, the invoice is paid. Really? Yeah, I mean, come on. If you, <laughs> who runs it? What happens if they don't pay? They Mate, I'm, 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 pre I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I got commission without the invoice being paid. Yeah, I mean, I did at Hayes, but Hayes is like, they're a billion quid. They can, oh, they can, afford, they can yeah. afford that. Nah, you, um, I think you're on a hide into nothing in a small company if you're really? paying out commissions no, I think, before I think, Again, I think that's paid. a good... I think it, it encourages people to have good business commercial understanding of the. Uh, it's not just a, it's not just a done deal once. Do you know what I mean? I think that's a yeah. good thing to. There's so many recruiters out there and recruitment companies who are like it's like running your own business, managing your own desk, and then basically you come in and they micromanage the hell out of you, and then they and they take all the all the actual business from you, yeah. and do it all in the background. So you know if you want to run your own desk, that's part of the processes. Yeah. You make a placement, you agree your terms, you agree your payment terms, you invoice. Well, I do well. We send the invoice. Yeah. But then, you know, you should know when that invoice is due 
and yeah. you should be speaking to your clients and, and basically saying, you know, like that, that payment's due next week. Are we okay for payment? And if it's late, you know, yeah. you know, can, can we get that paid? Cause you know, that's, that's on you. That's your, you know, it's your, it's your business and we pay good commissions. So, yeah. you know, it's people want to get paid that commission. Yeah. No, I think, I think that's fair. It's just interesting. So that's definitely been the biggest challenge. That's, Getting paid. Don't expect yeah. that idea. It's big companies as well. All these yeah. ones that, you know, you see all their adverts and they're all about supporting little companies and yeah, <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> That's bull- it might, yeah, there's, yeah, there must be just so many people that you have to speak to and stuff, isn't there? There's yeah, and a lot of these, it's like their accounts department's, you know, not in this country. Yeah, it's, and it's just an email and nobody will take a call. Yeah, and it's just, it's just not. But we've got some great clients. I mean, I'm not, I'm not slagging our customers off, but yeah, some of, some of them. But yeah, no, but it's a challenge. companies we don't work with anymore because it's so hard. Well, think about though, isn't it? It's like, well, actually, yeah, okay, you've done that deal, but when you're getting paid... Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? You know, and you should, nobody should be embarrassed or ashamed of being asked to be paid for the work they've done. Yeah, exactly. You don't walk into Greg's and buy a sandwich and then pay for it three weeks later, do you? You, no. you know, it's... Yeah. And nobody, the girl behind the counter or the bloke behind the counter is not having a go at you. You know, he's not embarrassed to take the money off you. It's, <laughs> it's just a transaction. You, yeah, you should yeah, be proud yeah, yeah. to be paid for the work you've done. Well, um, so so on, on this topic then, so you had your best year last year. Yeah. I can't believe it. Do you know what? I was a bit more ruthless last year. In what terms of like, because we split fees. So I, because we all work in the same markets and we're all yeah. filling pretty much the same job with the, with the different customers, um, we do a lot of split fees. So the, a fee is made of 50% candidate, 50% a client. If yeah. you own both, Happy days. You, you get the 100%. And because I'm, I'm better at the BD client, side, yeah. I'm better at the client side, I, I generally get the job in, fire it out to everybody. They send me the CVs, nice. you know, they have to, people they've interviewed, people they know, my candidate's great for this role, blah, blah, blah. And they get half the fee. Whereas last year, I filled a lot more of my own job. Ah. And I got, I managed, I won't, I, can't, I won't name the client, but I managed to take a client that I'd been working with for three years as one of five on their PSL. And over that three years, we, I, I sent them basically a breakdown that every job they briefed out to agency, I filled. So <laughs> I filled every single job. So I was like, just get rid of the other four. Yeah, yeah. I'll, do you, I'll do you a better rate as like a, to give it all to me exclusive. Uh, yeah, and I built, I built like literally half half of my really? fees with that one customer yeah so and to be honest they're awesome as well so yeah it's a great business so, to work with. Uh, yeah so what you're talking about there is sort of focusing on what your strengths are yeah and then how so it's interesting that i think it's come up a couple of times sort of your experience or people's opinions on the sort of 180 sort of model which is what you're just talking about right so if you've yeah. got that in your business then because obviously yeah so We're Sarah, quite flexible if somebody's really, really good at the full 360 you know, crack on, fill your own jobs. I have yeah. no issue with that. But we have a talent management team as well. So people whose job it is just to manage our customer, our candidates. Um, How have you found that impact? Really good, really good. So the, 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 the sell internally is, is because the, the talent managers, their, their fee is such, their internal fee, they, they just take a thousand pounds off the full fee. Mm. And obviously they earn commission yeah. per placement rather than on a fee value. Yeah. So, so as a consultant, you're much more likely to engage a talent manager to help you resource a role if you've got overfilled, if you've got too many roles, and you're going to fill more roles if they're doing the candidate work for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you only lose a thousand pounds if you fee. Whereas if you, oh, wait, wait, wait. Say so that if again. I split the fee with you, yeah, you're going to have to. If as a consultant, you're going to have to give me half the fee, aren't you? So you're going to lose half the fee. So that's the way we we did it to to get people to use the talent managers. Plus, the talent manager's job isn't just to fill jobs; it's to manage our candidates. Um, build relationships with them, keep them engaged, talk to them about you know what they're looking for, and, and give the candidates a better service, yeah. not just 
fire CVs at our consultants basically to fill jobs. They're 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 there. They're, they're, they're our you know our representatives to our. And when did you market. when did you start that? When did you start that? Uh, so I think Daisy was the first one. I think Daisy's been here two years. So how many people have you got in that team now? So it's just Daisy and Sarah at the moment. Yeah. But so that so Daisy looks after the the food food the the food and non food team, and yeah. Sarah looks after drinks. Um, so all they do, just to be clear, as a talent manager, they it's the candidate experience. Can, full candidate experience. So if I get a job on, they'll do. I mean, we headhunt. We we yeah, like yeah. classical headhunting, not just yeah, sending yeah. messages on LinkedIn. Uh, so we'd say they do a lot of that. They do a lot of market mapping. Okay. So they're constantly working for our our sort of our core customers. So let's say I've got a client in Surrey. Yeah. Um, we will just constantly be mining within 25 miles yeah, of their yeah. office. And that's so yeah, and that's all they do. Yeah, and other things. Yeah, so their targets are all about speaking to candidates, re-engaging uh, candidates. So if we've registered somebody who's not been in touch for a while, they've not been in touch, just getting back in touch with them. We do a lot of, we use HubSpot for a lot of our yeah. funnels, yeah. for re-engagement funnels. So those guys are all over that. Yeah. Um, working really closely with marketing to yeah. to, to re engage candidates. Sorry, and then how and then how have you structured the commission there? So I didn't understand that. So they get so yeah, so a consultant gets paid on billings, yeah, they get a percentage yeah, yeah, of their billings. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the talent managers, because they don't have as much control, yeah. it's all about the placement. But if so if you engage a talent manager on your search, so if you say, Can you help me fill this job, whether their candidate fills it or not, or whether it's somebody you found, you've got you to pay them. You've got yeah, you've got to pay them. So they get, and it's an, it's an increasing scale. So one placement's worth X amount, yeah. two's worth X, a bit more, yeah. three, four, five. So if they, basically, if they, if they make four placements a month, they get, they generally get about two grand, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they can earn, you know, four placements is pretty, pretty that's, that's their target. So when you, what's interesting there, so not everyone will use them, that's down to the consultant. They do, totally. I mean, the culture, is, there's, no, there's yeah. no hard and fast rules. Yeah, just gotta, yeah. we, it's all cultural with us. So it's yeah. all about ownership um, and owning. So the whole sell on it is, and, and they all bought into this, is if you're using somebody else to do resourcing, you can take on twice as many roles. Yeah. So you make twice as many placements. And it's worth... So how is that, yeah, how is that actually impact? If someone's thinking, you know what, that actually, there's a couple of people in my office that actually would actually be re are really good at the delivery side. And maybe if they were to focus on that, that would actually enable... Like how how has it actually impacted getting more candidates, filling more jobs? Oh, it's 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 huge. So what we've found recently with a couple that included with a couple of other changes that we've made. Yeah, we're at, we actually we we worked it out this year. We're making we're not getting as many interviews. Okay, but we're making a lot more placements because really? the quality is so much higher. Our ratios are so much better, and it's because. The talent managers can spend more time with the candidates. Because so well, that's all they're focused on. Because that's all they're focused on. So when a talent manager comes to you and says, you need to put this person in for this job, let me tell you why. Rather than you having that half an hour on the phone call yeah. with them on an evening where you spoke to 20 other candidates yeah. and you, you know, you, you've got your notes, but they've spent, you know, they've done a full video interview with them. Yeah. They've got that in front of them. They can sell that to you. You can then sell that to your client. So you don't need as many interviews in order to, to, to make the placement. So from a, from a, an internal piece, it's miles better, but from a quality piece for our customers is, mm. well, the, the, everybody wants to, they don't want to interview. Nobody wants to interview, you know, six, seven people. Yeah. Three or four people's great. And as well, if you, so if you, can, if you can have confidence in your recruiter that if he sends me four people, I'm going to hire one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're just over three, three to one now um, for, for, for everybody who's been here more than six months. So... So what if okay? This sounds this sounds really interesting. If I'm looking at hiring someone to do this, what do you think are the sort of slight differences that you'd look for than a typical recruiter? Do you know what I mean? Because I feel like the type of person would be slightly different. Yeah, so I'd, uh, I'd actually, 
I don't know if there's any a difference, but they need to, so they need to have the skills like in terms of administration, yeah. organization, but they, they need to be engaged, like passionate. Yeah, what have you found? Really passionate really about, good talent about managers. actual people and really, really good listeners. And I know recruiters need to be good listeners, yeah. but what they're trying to do is, is differentiate good from great with candidates. Yeah. Whereas as a recruiter, a lot of the time, you're just trying to fill a job yeah. because you're up against 10 others, whereas they can take a lot more time. Um, but also what you've else you've got to be able to manage really well is the fact that you can't influence the process as much once you've passed that CV to your consultant and they put it forward. Mm. So as a recruiter, you send the CVs, you can chase the client, you can, you know, you yeah. can influence, you can sell that candidate. And again, the talent managers can't do that. So they've got to have confidence in their team. Yeah. So you've got to be able to manage that within you, not big like kicking everybody's ass every five minutes yeah, if, yeah, you know yeah. and, and be understanding as like some clients take longer to come back and and that type of thing so yeah so there's a bit of that but i think so communication is key then yeah but also that. yeah just yeah und, and but, but just being so much more good because like as i say a lot of it's re-engagement and it's not just about finding candidates for jobs it's yeah. about managing that database of candidates and yeah. keeping them engaged Maximum, and giving yeah. them a good experience with us because we do, we're mad, mad into feedback loops. So making sure that those that feedback is is as good as it can be, you've got to be really quality focused. So it's not just a volume game. Yeah. Um, but to be fair, our recruiters aren't like that either. But I'm just trying to sort of differentiate from other recruiters. I mean, I, yeah. I worked at Hayes for a long time and that was... No, was, I think that's really just, interesting. So, so it was all based on how many CVs out, yeah, how yeah. many send out, so many vacancies. But, that, but that's, that's had a big impact on your business, it seems like. Yeah, really. Like I mean, our quality is just through the roof compared to, compared to last to year. what it was. Yeah, totally. And I think that's the way we want to go. We, you know, we're very, very niche in what we do. Yeah. Every, every consultant recruits pretty much one role. Yeah. So, you know, national account managers or technical managers or supply chain managers, they all focus on that you one role. Like that. Yeah, I'm all about specificity. Yeah, I yeah. think I think it's... Key. Why is that so important in today's, today's world? I think because, because you've got so many online tools and stuff, yeah. you've got to build networks. And if you build a network, if I try to build a generalist network, my message will get lost in it and it, yeah. and it doesn't resonate with enough people. Whereas I'm, I predominantly recruit national accounts. Mm. So all the content I'm creating and all the messages I'm creating it's to those people, it's yeah, it's directed directly at them, and it'll hopefully it'll impact them, and they'll they'll relate to it, so they're more likely to engage with me. Whereas if I was recruiting supply chain managers and technical managers and marketeers and everything, message get lost. Yeah, it's just I, I've got to be so much more generic with my messaging. Yeah. Whereas I like to f sort of focus in. I mean, really I do it. Yeah, I mean, I believe massively in social media. I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. you know, I, I post a lot, um, and I get good engagement, and I and I, I believe it's the way forward, and I think we're we've embraced that. But I think a, a, the niche is important. Like. The niche is super important. It's like you want to build a network, and you want to be the go-to guy. So if a sales director rings me up, I can generally f guarantee him I'll have a shortlist for me in 48 hours. If it's if it's a national account manager yeah. in the UK, you know, in one of the major population hubs, which it generally is our home-based role. I will get you five CVs you want to interview within 48 hours. Mm. You know, because we know the market so well and we know the candidates, we know who's good. And we because we only recruit that role and we've been doing it for so long, yeah. you know you know the difference between good and great. So I know what good looks like. I know what great looks yeah, like yeah. in a national account manager. I know what they do. I get them in to train the staff on what it is their job is mm. to do. So I think it's that, that expertise and that's what people want. Mm. So over the last sort of 18, 24 months, mate, you've grown the business quite a lot. How important has it been for you to sort of build that layer beneath you? 
like the the because obviously yeah the people that I've been with today future leaders obviously you got another chap that's been with you longer haven't you he's a more of a leader underneath you yes yeah, so like, the structure's pretty much now you've got me and Sam yeah who own the company and then within our leadership team there's me Sam Aiden and Dan so Aiden's heads up our drinks team yeah. Aiden was our so Dan and Aiden and this isn't they're not in these positions because of this but they're for our first number one and number two employees really? yeah Dan was our first ever hire he heads up marketing. And then Aiden came in, um, and they've both just smashed it. So, and they're both bought in. They're on the journey. Yeah. They will. They will become full directors. Hopefully, next financial year. Yeah. Uh, so they'll be put on the board officially. Yeah. And um, we're just going through all those. How important things. has it been to get the, have those people massive? Like, the, like get that like concrete that they're leaders. They're bought into like. Well, they're both very good at what they do. So we we I don't think we'd keep them. Really? As much as like, we like, I'd consider them good friends now. Before they just like, do their own thing? Or? Well, they're ambitious guys. If I can't yeah. create an opportunity for them, I'd be like, you need to leave. Because, yeah. you know, I can't deliver what you need and you're better than the job you're mm. in now. So I've got to keep creating opportunities to keep them here. And that's that's the way I see it. Because, you know, they're in it for them, aren't they? They're not in it for me. Their life, and when did the you, purpose of their life isn't to facilitate When did me. you start really cultivating that? I, the, it's just what I've always been. It's, it's, it's For me, it was... It's always being that you've got to create those layers because that's how you keep people because you create opportunities for them. Yeah, yeah. And we can't create opportunities for people without that layer of management. Yeah. I can't grow the business because there's only so many people I can manage directly yeah. and Sam can manage and Aiden can manage. So we need to put this tier of this managers in now. So we've got five people who are on the Future Leaders program. Um, and that their job is over this year is to take as much training as we can we can afford to give them. Mm. We've got a load set up for them. Mm. Show us that they're ready. Mm. Lead from the front. You know, be ambassadors for our culture. Um, and as and as soon as we can, we'll we'll put people underneath. yeah put people underneath. I mean, a couple of them have already got have already got reports, and we're building that structure in. But what we're not going to do is typical recruiter. Oh, you had a good year. There's four staff. Yeah. Go manage them and still build me two hundred and fifty grand a year because it's it's just a, you're just on a road to failure there. So it's for me it's about doing it properly, yeah, making yeah, yeah. sure that they 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 can deliver in their marketplace mm. and add that extra. How did you identify those people? If I'm listening right now, and like how I don't know, obviously you've got to judge these people, but how how have you how did you identify those people to invest in? I did them all individually, so they've all got different skills. So, so Ben, for example, is, yeah. is just He's a great coach. He's a great mentor. He's a great listener. Um, he's he's got time for everybody. So yeah. I think in, from that point of view, he's just an, he is a natural manager. Yeah. His development area is to be a bit more ruthless. Yeah. And he knows that. Yeah. Because he's just, he's he's one of those people who's just genuinely mm. just genuinely lovely. Sarah's just a workhorse. Mm. She nothing's ever too much. She's so organised. She's on it. She's bright. She's just she's just like the perfect employee. Mm. So I, I need to Sarah needs that opportunity in order to say, you know, hold hold her up and like yeah, yeah. that's how you should be doing it. And I know if I give her the opportunity to to manage people, she'll absolutely smash it out of the park. So everybody's got their individual yeah, skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to be honest with you, I could have put eight people. Really, I don't think there's anybody in the business that I don't look at and think you'll you'll lead a team or yeah. you know you won't be here next year or anything like that so um, how imp how important was it to speak to these people about what this can mean long term like besides the management and stuff are you talking to them about yeah what what that looks like for them in terms of being part of the business long term five ten years like that's 
I don't know. Is that important to speak to people like that? Well, I think for them it is. Imagine if somebody yeah. came to you and they were like, right, we're, we're going to put you through this program yeah. because we really believe in you and we think, yeah. you know, you know you, you're going to be a really important part of this business. And everybody knows what our goals are now, so where we want to be, how big we want to be. Mm. And obviously they know what structure, we, we've got the structure planned out in terms of sort of what that's going to look like. So they know that, that from where they are now, if everybody achieves what they need to achieve in five years time, what their role will look like and what their nice. earning potential will be, what their, you know, what their scope when did you do of that? their role. Well, we, it's, it's, it's always been, we're always updating it and really? we're always feeding it back. And to be honest with you, we get a lot of input from those guys. Really? So yeah, so like, what do you want to do? Where do you see yourself going? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. No, I just think if I'm a small business right now, or how many, yeah, I think if you haven't got sort of those people in your business or cultivating that, you need to, don't you? Like, I think what a lot of people that. do is, is they, they try to be like a big company before they are a big company. So they try to have all these sort of layers of management and like this hierarchy of like, you know, I only talk to the person below me and then yeah. they talk to the plus. I think when you're in a small business, you've just got to throw all that out of the window. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I'm sat opposite the most junior person in the company. <laughs> you know, it's not like I'm not going to talk to them. And, I'm, you know, they're as important to me as anybody else. So, you know, I want to share what we're doing with them. Yeah. You know, it's there's no need to have like, layers of hierarchy and layers of ego and all that sort of stuff like you know i'm more important than you because yeah. at the end of the day with that small everybody's still you know all the billers we all still bill money we've got we've all got the same fee target there's no sort of different fee targets at different levels everybody's got to make the same amount of money we've got to make the same amount of placements everybody knows what everybody else is doing yeah. it's all transparent so there's no need for anybody to, to have ego it's just some people have got different roles within yeah. that within that family really so Going through obviously the last 18, 24 months, would you do anything differently, do you think? Um, I just thought you were going to ask me this. Nah. I was trying to think about it. little things. Go on. But I'm, just, yeah, I'm just trying to think. No, not actually. Probably wouldn't have spent as much money in Ibiza as we did. Me. Yeah, it got a bit out of hand on, <laughs> on the money. We went to that Ocean Beach Club and that was so expensive. Was it? Like, like the biggest, biggest amount of money I've ever spent. Really? But yeah, but, right but they deserved it. I mean, we smashed it last year in terms of sort of fees, fees generated. So um, yeah, so it was, it was, it was well deserved. But it's still, you know, I'm like a councillor state for Leeds. <laughs> you know, spending sort of thousands on on drinks and stuff. It's, like, yeah, it's just, the, it's just, it just hurts me. I'm a Yorkshireman. You yeah, know, it yeah, hurts yeah, me. Yeah. Um, but anything you did different? Anything that you think could have? I don't know. Uh, yeah, anything that you think could have had a? Maybe you wish you did it earlier, or I don't know. Anything that's coming up for you? No, I think I think I don't have regrets as such, and I think yeah. I think there's there's things that we might change, yeah, and sort of aspects of the business that we might change and di different directions we might go in. But yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm you know I'm delighted with where we are. Mm. You know, I thank my lucky stars every day that I'm in this position. So yeah, I don't think there's I wouldn't there's nothing I would change apart from one hire. Yeah. We were talking about him earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was he was just wrong on every level. Yeah. And I thought I could I thought I could make something decent out of him, and yeah, and I was I was just wrong. Yeah, he was just the wrong. So he's probably my only regret really. Mm. How has this journey been for you personally, mate? What's that been like? Has that been tough? Yeah, it's been it's been pretty mental actually. So I I literally my, obviously my 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 my, little, my daughter Marty, um, her she's pretty much like was born. Yeah. Like just be, like just after we set the company up. Yeah. So it's like that's why you know there was my motivation to do it. So that was a struggle. Was there a factor of like if you don't do it now, when you're gonna do it? When You've got no option. That? I had to deliver. So yeah. the the where I was at as an employee of a company. Yeah. From what I wanted to deliver for my family, on a personal level. 
mm. not like needed to, but just wanted to, you know, create for my family. It just wasn't going to be, was never going to be, I was never going to be able to do that. Yeah. And that's not just financial, but that's in terms of like, I drop my daughter at school every morning. You know, if I want to go hang out with her, I'll just literally just say, right, I'm off. See you later. I'm leaving yeah. at three or whatever it might be. And I'll go get her from nursery. Um, so I get to spend loads of time with her, yeah. which is just, that's just awesome. Um, so that's really, really good. Really hard. The first two years, she just didn't sleep. So I, d- I didn't sleep for two years. That that was hard. When you're setting a company up and yeah, so I literally lived on, on Red Bull for like two years. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was tough. But it's worth it, you know. It's worth it. But so that that was that was difficult. But other than that, I'd, it sounds really big, Eddie. But I just, it's just been fairly straightforward. <laughs> it's not actually been, you know, the hardest thing. Don't is, need to overcomplicate it. Yeah, we keep, we try to keep it simple. Focus on our customers. Deliver for them. Stick to what you know. Don't try to be everything to all men. Mm. Don't sort of try, f- you know, fill every job. Go in, you know, focus on the jobs you can fill. Yeah. Yeah, and just do good, do well for your customers, and just don't be, don't be, don't over egg what you, what you're you're capable of doing, and be be satisfied with what you can achieve, mm. rather than, you know, I want to be a ten million pound company when you're turning over three hundred grand. You know, yeah. it's like, well, what's the next step? So we're we're three hundred grand now. How do we get to five? Yeah. You know, we're at just over, we're like a million and a half now. So our next goal is how do we get to two and a half and how do we maintain the profit at a reasonable level that we can then get to five? You know, yeah. and it's all that sort of thing. So, you know, it's, that's, that's what it's all about for me. It's, it's just continuing it. I don't think we'll ever sell the company. I'm not in it for like a five-year exit. No, and I all think that. That, makes you, that helps you make better decisions on yeah. like, like the decision to invest and lo- put loads of money back into the business. Yeah, we've got no debt. I don't think we'll ever borrow money. I'd rather just take a bit longer. And I know that's like, there'll be people out there going, oh, you need to scale your business no, and take loads of money. No, I, think that's I just, just don't want anybody to be able to tell us how to do it. We, I mean, I think what's clear, mate, is that you're someone that you enjoy, your, you enjoy what you're doing. And yeah, what you're I love it. Here. That's the most important thing, right, I think. Scale more people, whatever. Like, are you enjoying what you're building? Yeah, if Nothing it ever gets to the point yeah. where it's like, oh right, I would, I would, if it got to like a hundred people, yeah. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I think now, but I might, 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 I might hate it. Yeah. And at that point, I probably would sell and just start again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get it to like 10, 15, yeah, 20, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I just, I love recruitment. I love, I love the job. I, th- I, I see myself as a recruiter. I'm, I don't see myself as an MD or, yeah, or anything like that. I, I'm a recruiter first and foremost, and I just do. I have another job. Yeah. That you know is to basically help everybody else do mm. do what they need to do. I'm sure there'll come a time where we might be a bit bigger, and I've like literally reached my 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 level, yeah. and I might have to bring in somebody to tell me what to do every day yeah. um, and run the All business. Right. Quick one, mate, before we finish. So just on that point, I think just real practical advice, just because you've been through it. If I'm a business owner right now and I'm thinking about just that uh, scaling scaling period of yeah 10 15 uh, 10 to 20 heads or whatever like you've gone through and i know that's going to hit the profit it's like what what sort of what we expect what should i expect realistically that in terms of what could hit how could that impact my profit like what sort of percentage are we talking that it impacted your business yeah i'd say so our profit percentage is probably yeah. about 10 percent down yeah 10 percent yeah so yeah. you look yeah work towards experiencing or having it yeah, we, between we, 10 to 15 percent so profit down the, the, all those hires yeah and it's starting to shift now because yeah. those guys are now starting to bed yeah, in exactly. and they're starting to be they're starting to be profitable rather than the but profit if you've centers. had a great if you had a really good year you're like right i want to really put put a lot of this back into the business and involve hiring blah 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 yeah plan for have, at least 10 to 20 percent yeah for at least hit. six months it, yeah but also don't don't panic 
and f- fire the people you've hired because they're not making you enough money. And y- yeah. you know, you've got you've got this profit number in your head. I've got to make fifty percent margin. You know, net net yeah. margin or whatever it might be. Whatever that number is in your head. Like I say, you know, as long as you've got a goal in mind in terms of sort of where you want to be, you know, from in the long term, yeah. you know, focus on that goal rather than on month by month. Oh, you know, last yeah, yeah, month yeah. we made you know fifty six percent margin, and this yeah. year we've made forty two, and it's this month we made forty two. The compared to last last year, so does it is it really matter? Does it does it really matter? You you are not Procter and Gamble. Mm. You know, you've not got, you know, you're not on the FTSE one hundred. You've not got shareholders. Yeah. It's not going to affect your share price. And if, unless you're planning to sell, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like your house. If your house goes down in value, it only matters if you want to sell it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's about, so if it's it's about so investing in your company and your people and hiring the right people and then backing them to deliver and yeah. and, and, expect, and and accepting that that might cost you a bit of money over six Yeah, no, I think that's year. really good advice. It's like know where you want to be with that investment and what you're putting in over the next three, five years. So then... Yeah, when you do notice that there's a bit of a hit, like that's not hitting you hard and you're, you're not just focusing on the short term. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to help you see it through, right? You know, who's ever hired anybody? You, know, you, you hear stories, don't you? Like consultants come in first year, they bail a quarter of a million and then you're yeah. like, how? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, you know, I've never met one. Yeah. You know, your first year, if you make 50% of your annual target, you, you're laughing at you if you've got no experience yeah. in recruitment. So well, had, uh, you've shared... got to expect that they're going to make 50% of the profit that you want them to make if yeah. they're only going to build 50% of the, the money. No, I shared yeah. um, an episode of a guy, a chap called Tom, is a property recruiter, and he he did uh, and, oh, what is it? I, I, I saw this one. Yeah, maybe like 215 in his first year, right? But he's like, he, he's like, he's like nearly like six years in now. And Has he ever like, repeated it? Nah, come that's been his best year. <laughs> yeah. That is just mental, isn't it? Yeah, he's your crazy. first year crazy. is your best year. I but, think I um, did 94 grand in my first year um, well, I mean, at Ellis Fairbank. Anybody old will remember uh, Ellis Fairbank. So look, one or two questions before we finish, mate. Final questions. Have an event coming up to, with the podcast all about resilience. What does resilience and recruitment mean to you, mate? I'd always call it bounce back ability. Bounce back ability. Yeah, and that, that's that's just an old term I was taught when I first started out. It's almost like you've almost not got not got to care. Mm. It's like you do. Obviously, you care. Yeah, but you've almost got to be in a position where you know you know it's it's, it's something's going to go wrong. Yeah. You know, who's ever had a recruit? All the recruits are listening to this. Has anybody ever gone from? You know, job in to fill with no hurdles. Yeah, it ne- it just doesn't happen. There's always yeah. something. There's something in the contracts. You know, yeah. they can't make the interviews, and you've got big gaps. There's always something. And the the thing I try to explain to everybody else is, if you've ever like ever got one job on or one chance to make a fee that month, and it doesn't come in, you shouldn't be surprised. You know, give yourself the. Re- the re- it's really easy to build resilience if you've got ten. 10 things at final interview mm-hmm. and you, you know if you, and you land yeah. five of them you're laughing some months you might land 10 you know so in terms of sort of building that resilience it's like you've just got to expect the worst expect, to happen yeah. and you've got to remember we're dealing with like so much out of our control yeah. you know we can't we can't make people hire people we can't make people take jobs and we should never try because that's not what people are paying what, us to what do. can people do to sort of start instilling that in their teams anything that you do or I don't think you can make somebody resilient no I think but what I think you can do is help them reduce the amount of resilience they need by yeah having more in their pipeline so if if, if you've got you everybody knows that recruiter's only ever got one candidate in for a job oh 
you know, there's one candidate wonder. So they've got 10 jobs. No, but he's, on. he's the one. It's though. like, oh, I've got 10 send outs this week. And it's like, yes, yeah, to 10 jobs. So they've got one candidate in every job. And it's like, there's a really good likelihood they won't make any fees that month. They won't make any placements. So, first of all, they're giving this customers a crap service because it's yeah. like they're literally one candidate wonder. But they're just always setting themselves up for failure. So it's like that person, their focus should always be half the number of jobs you work in and put more more good people into the jobs, focus more on getting more quality into less jobs. Yeah. You know, until you're able to fill 10 jobs with three great candidates or five great candidates in each one. So then you don't need to be as resilient. You don't need to deal with, <laughs> with disappointment as much. But I think I, th- I think it's, it's natural, isn't it? Yeah. Um, anything that you're excited about, mate? Obviously going into the new financial year very soon, but anything you want to shout about? What's- yeah, so I've been thinking the biggest thing for me is grocery aid this, uh, at the moment. So I was really, really chuffed last year. They asked me to, to sort of join the Northern, Northern Branches Committee. Um, so I've, I've sort of bedded myself in now and I'm currently like tasked with arranging our, our annual golf days, which raises money for the charity. Um, we're, we're, our big, big bet this year is, is Barcode Festival. Uh, which is the grocery industry is run by grocery aid. It's a big festival, one day festival. Yeah. Loads of the big suppliers, Heinekens and, and people like that come in, do massive activations. Yeah. The whole industry goes, we've got 4,000 people going this year. Oh, wow. We support the is festival. It in it's in London. Oh, it's okay. down near the docks. Oh, um, right. Hawker House was last year, okay. but they've moved it to a bigger venue this year. Um, You're involved with that? So yeah, so we, we, we support Grocery Aid by basically doing all their social media for them, yeah, yeah. sort of free of charge. So we do all that for them. So we shift a lot of tickets for them. But we, we've sponsored the event this year and got ourselves a big big tent area. So we're going to take use that as our big client oh. client day. So we've got 50 tickets. That's exciting. So if, uh, if there are any FMCG sales directors listening, <laughs> want a ticket to barcode, <laughs> give us a bacon. That's exciting. Um, so yeah, so that's our big bet this year, our big marketing bet. Um, so that's that's really important to me, um, but this future leaders thing, I'm just really excited about what, where they're going to be yeah, that's in, a, in like six months' time. We've got some great. So obviously you're supporting us on that. I've got um, we had Mr. Benjamin Denner here, yeah. the UK's most hated sales trainer. We took a team to see him recently. That was amazing. I've never come out of a training course like knowing that I'm a lot shitter than I thought yeah. was before I went in. I was like, yeah, I'm a good salesman. <laughs> I know how to sell. I've been on the, yeah, no, yeah that nah. guy just ripped me to pieces. Wicked. Um, so yeah, and then we've got loads of sort of leadership training and everything yeah. else. So yeah, so I'm really excited. to progress. Yeah, and I'm, I've just got loads. I just, yeah, and I'm just like, what they're getting out of it. Like everybody's been buzzing today when they come out of there mm. and was with the, after the session with you. So that's, I think it's just, I think that's going to be really the next step for me is more, how yeah. can I turn consultants into leaders and mm. give them opportunities? And, you know, down the line, who knows if they want their own businesses, we yeah. might be able to help them out with that as well. Wicker, mate. Final question. Tom could communicate to every single recruiter out there, business owner, phrase, word. What would you say to these people, mate, if they'd uh, listen and take on your advice? Just focus on your customer. Mm. Deliver. Mm. That's, that, that's, it's, it's deliver for your customers. Stop worrying about how much money you're making. Yeah? Nice. Just focus on filling jobs with great candidates and you'll literally have nothing else to worry about. It's, it's that simple. Yeah. It is the simplest job in the world. Tom, it's been a pleasure, mate. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. Cheers, mate. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I really want to ensure this podcast remains valuable and relevant for all of you. If you have topics or questions you would love me to cover with future guests, then please get in touch with me. 
best place to get me is on LinkedIn. Just search Hishimazoos and drop me a message. I would love to hear from you. Finally, if you have two minutes, it would be greatly appreciated if you could leave an honest review for the podcast. It will simply mean that I can reach more people with this podcast. You can easily leave a review for the podcast by clicking the link in the episode notes or by going to ratethispodcast.com forward slash rollercoaster. Thank you again for listening.